Hey everybody, Future Anthony here, right at the top of the show. Before we begin this episode, we just wanted to let you know that we recorded this a couple of weeks ago before we knew we would all be hunkered down at home and practicing social distancing. We've always hoped that when you came to our podcast, it would be a place where you could feel like you're just hanging out with us, me and Steven, and that we could be a joyful and non-anxious presence in your lives, hopefully now more than ever. Stay safe out there, Gomer Nation. We love you. This episode is super fun. Enjoy. When Chicago canceled its official St. Patrick's Day parade over concerns about the spread of the coronavirus this month, it wasn't the only beloved tradition that got axed. The dying of the Chicago River Green, a tradition dating back to 1962, was also among the casualties of the quickly changing world. However, in a mysterious turn of events, the North Branch of the waterway did flow green on Saturday, treating residents to a lime-hued surprise. How it happened remains a mystery, along with who was responsible, although theories point to a group of rogue plumbers as the leprechaunic lawbreakers. Will these culprits ever be discovered? Are they perhaps in hiding? Or will they be forced to race through the streets of Chicago on that most blessed of Irish holidays, pursued by a group of U.S. Marshals as colorful as the river that flows beneath their feet? And most importantly, were any of those pipe-slinging pranksters missing an arm? We're the two gomers, we're talking The Fugitive, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Dude, I'm feeling so hinky. <laughs> and I'm, I'm now just trying to check my notes to see. I, actually, I guess we're this is releasing after St. Patrick's Day. Oh, man. But the sentiment stands. Happy St. Yep. Patrick's Day. Are you Irish at all? No, but I believe my wife has some Irish blood in her family. Like okay. a quarter, I think. Yeah, I was going to say I'm Irish in law as well. Okay. Oh, I've never heard that one. So that means our kids are Irish. Yep. Me too. Not, obviously. But not us. You and me, we're we're married in. Nope. I'm totally Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, half Italian. Wait, no. Quarter Italian. Quarter. Wait, what am I? I don't know. <laughs> quarter Italian. <laughs> Quarter English, quarter Danish, huh. and quarter we don't know because my grandfather was a foster kid dropped off at huh. the capital in Madison, Wisconsin. No, you mean as a baby? Yep. Or like a kid. Just dropped off at the front door. Yep. Like right at the capital. I never knew that. That's crazy. So have you ever yeah, thought man. about getting one of those like DNA tests? Oh, Totally. I've totally thought about that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Have you? Jessica got one. It's so interesting, okay. dude. Oh, man, yeah. Um, and I, I want one. Then we were trying to figure out, like, because Jack wants one, our son. Um, okay, yep. And so I was trying to figure out if he got one and Jessica got one, could I figure out what I am? Sure. 
just do some quick math. I Be like whatever, so. whatever he is yep. and Jessica isn't. Mm-hmm. Right there, you go. So what I've always heard is I'm exactly half German, exactly half Hungarian. Um, okay. So I'm assuming that's the result that would come back, but I'm I still am curious. Like, got it. Further back than that, further back than what my parents know. What am I? Right. So yeah, that'd be fun. Anyways, the only reason I'm saying Happy St. Patrick's Day is because there is one scene in this movie that takes place during St. Patrick's Day. And we were like, what do we do in the spring? Aha. Mm. Yep. We go get shamrock shakes. Mm -hmm. Even though if you go to our other podcast, Two Gomers Lose 20 in 2020, we can't get shamrock shakes, except maybe on the Sabbath. Um, That's right. Um, Now, shamrock shake has never been a big deal for me Mm. it's it's not for me either but that's like a once every couple years get one of those it's so creamy it's so smooth and And it's it's mint right refreshing yeah it's it's a mint mint it's green it's it's like um not naturally green it's hinky (laughs) hinky why do you keep saying that word hinky why do you keep saying that it's it's strange stop saying words that don't mean anything (laughs) I heard that um, most of Tommy Lee Jones's dialogue is ad-libbed in this movie. Yes, I heard that same thing. Think me up, think me up a donut, chocolate donut with some of them sprinkles and a coffee. Right, that I, line in particular is so mm, good and yep. from what I've read, made up on the spot. Amazing. Okay, so um, speaking of heritage, there's a Dutch doctor right okay that's Chuck, right which yeah, is, is, is that the accent a, that he has in this movie uh, yeah i think he's supposed to be um oh we're talking about the fugitive everybody yeah by, by the, the way, way. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie podcast <laughs> we don't talk yep. about heritages but yeah uh we're talking about the fugitive today right yep. and so there is that um his friend the dutch doctor who ends up being the bad guy right spoiler alert oops <laughs> um <laughs> Now, okay, I can't wait to talk about this movie. Stinking yeah. love this movie. Can't wait Me to talk too. about watching it with Aaron. Okay. Um, one. So this is something that I had heard that this actor had was a last minute replacement. Uh huh. Um, right. The guy that played the Dutch doctor. It was originally played by somebody else who probably should have looked that up. I did hear it. Somebody else talk about. But it, he but got I can't sick or something. Is that right? Yeah. Or like yeah, and then he ended up dying right when this was released. Right. Yeah. Super I read sad. that too. Yeah. Um, and so they had to refilm the scenes with him. Oh, um, wow. I didn't read that. Harrison Ford. Um, okay. and he had to regrow his beard. So there's like a scene in like the, at the fundraiser thing yeah. where his beard looks to- totally different. Oh yeah. I noticed his beard looked totally different during one scene of a flashback with his wife. Ah, uh, okay. And so I did sure. notice a little bit of beard difference. What a, a this is the best beard. The best beard so far on Perfect Movie. <laughs> Dude, Perfect Beard. We have to we have to make that a new category. Like our favorite beards. <laughs> I mean, so far this beard goes on the list to send to the aliens for sure. Uh-huh. I- I'm <laughs> already convinced this movie needs to go to the aliens. Um <laughs> <laughs> Me too. There's no talking me out of it. Um yeah, so I I mean the I was I was thinking like may because I heard this this one cast member died. I got thinking about like 
when you know how they had to refilm half of Back to the Future after mm. Eric Stoltz got fired because he wasn't good enough or something. I don't know. Sure. Um, yep. But I I was wondering, yeah, how did they have to refilm scenes? That oh, that's always fascinating to me to think they have to go totally. and do it again. Right. Because it wouldn't make sense if like, wait, that guy, wait, what? Um, see, <laughs> like, I feel like if this movie was made today, uh huh, um, that dude. I don't know. There, I think that'd be a fun conversation to have different ways that this movie would be different now. I feel like this, in the realm of, like, thriller action movie, mm-hmm. like Die Hard, is yeah. another one of those, like, begins the chase genre or or jumps on board with the chase genre, cat and mouse, yep. um, and, like, sets it up to be copied mm-hmm. for years. Yep, you know what definitely. I mean? Yeah. Now I don't I don't for me it feels like the end of an era because I can't think of a pure kind of action movie for adults. Mm. Not many that came after this yeah. that that made a ton of money. I mean maybe we should go okay. right to the one sheet because this <laughs> okay, was a, good. this was yep. a hit, right? I mean a, a bona fide hit. Huge hit. Oh yeah, this huge blockbuster. So release date uh, August 6th, 1993. Mm-hmm. Um, budget of $44 million. Now, I, I wrote this on, on the one sheet that the running time was two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. Th- the reason I put that there is uh-huh. it does not seem that long, dude. It, it, two movies in a row now, Sneakers and The Fugitive, yep. that I've been yep. shocked by the running time. Because yeah. it just... Over two hours. It just blazes by. Yeah. So, like, a movie that's, like, in this kind of genre feel that is one of my all-time favorites, maybe it can be an Anthony pick someday, Sure, is The Firm, uh-huh. um, which came out this exact same year, you know, um, and that is longer than this, and it uh-huh. feels longer than this. Okay, I agree. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Yeah, there, there, there are spots that are lulls, right, and take a little bit. Like you could cut and not care. In this, it yeah. just, I mean, it never stops. Totally. Actually, you know what? It's only like the last like 30 minutes of the firm that is like this. Yeah. No, that's, but anyway, yeah, like, sure. It's not all a chase, but actually, even from like the second day he's on the job, you mm-hmm. realize like there's a problem at this firm. Yeah. I do love that movie. I don't know that that would have to be an Anthony pick. I think I could buy into the fact that I love that movie yes. enough that I'm wondering if it's perfect. And I would oh, have no okay. problem coming up with two exhibits on the firm. Okay. That would make me super happy. Okay. Um, <laughs> this grossed at the box office. $24 million in the opening weekend. Which yep. Is a great opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, August. Right? Yeah. Like, I, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, ended up doing $183 million domestic. three hundred and Almost $370 million yeah. worldwide. Yeah. For 93, for, that's, I yeah. mean, we're, that, that's, that's up there. Right. I mean, must have been, I would say, second or third of the year. Right. I mean, that is a huge hit. Yeah. Well, this year had Jurassic Park. Right. So that's number one, 100 (laughs) percent. I mean, okay, we talked about this last week on sneakers. This is our money year. You're a freshman. Mm -hmm. I'm in eighth grade. Yep. Um, See, but okay, Schindler's List came out this year. Yep. I remember seeing that. Okay, maybe it was late. Yeah, that's right. It was like I was starting ninth grade because we went as a high school field trip. Yeah, so were you... To see Schindler's List. Yeah, you were a 
freshman in 93. Yes. Yeah. So late 93. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, Schindler's List was a Christmas release. Okay. So that, yeah, so, de- de- yeah. De- December, that's when I saw it. I remember seeing it in December. Um, okay. But I mean, uh, there must have been a movie every month. That, I, I mean, I was Dude. also, listen, I was at McDonald's making the Buco Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, uh, um, you know, just learning to play the bassoon. And there was that German exchange student that we thought was super cool, Janine. Well, you remember? thought she was more than super cool. You had that crush. You harbored a crush. <laughs> I was learning German as fast as I could. Maybe Bissell and um, Dresser, yeah. Du bist schon schön. Ooh, um, baby. <laughs> ich liebe dich. Um, mein Name ist Anthony. No, an- oh, what was I? What was I? I was Johan. Oh, were you? That's what I was. Johan huh. Amadeus George. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> we had to pick our names. So in this in this scenario, you're telling her you love her, and then you're mm-hmm. introducing yourself afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that did that 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 was not very smooth. But I remember though, we went to Schindler's List. That's that's kind of where that whole thing came from. Oh, we you all, and Janine did. Okay, yeah. Well, well not no, just I mean, you like, two, right? Hundreds of us. Oh, right. A yeah. school trip. I get it. Yeah, but I I remember like where was where is she sitting? She's a senior and like a giant, you know, like. I was like not a like a normal sized senior amazing cool woman right and we're like I'm a freshman 87 pounds yeah you know like just in- incompatible um okay other movies yep this movie or this this year Groundhog Day Mrs. Doubtfire Grumpy Old Men The Sandlot which I'm going to pitch that okay top kids movie yeah um Dave, Sleepless in Seattle, Gilbert Grape, The Firm, Nightmare Before Christmas, Philadelphia, yep. Rudy, Hello. Let me give you the top five grossing movies of 93. I just looked it up. Okay. Great. Here we go. Jurassic Park. Yep. Yep. The Fugitive. Number wow. two. Okay. The Firm. Number three. Really? Sleepless in Seattle. Number four. <laughs> Okay, dude. And wow, Mrs. Doubtfire number five. Um, if I think if we ever do Mrs. Doubtfire, it's gonna probably be an Anthony's pick. Okay. Um, I I rewatched it last week. Yeah. Because it's on like Netflix or Hulu or something. Um, yeah. And I, maybe I just don't like Robin Williams. Hmm. I was just. Whenever he's not Mrs. Doubtfire, I'm cringing because he's like doing voices and being funny. And it's yeah. just like, oh, I can't handle it. It's, it's not aged well. <laughs> that is funny because I know your brother Alex is the same way. This is one of those things that you, he and I have always disagreed about. Really? Like, I love him. Yep. yep. Yeah. So we, we may, we may, that would be a fun episode to record. Because we disagree on that. I mean, there's this one part where he's playing with dinosaur and he's, and he's like, yo, yo, I'm a raptor. Oh, yeah, and, well, I yeah. love, and I love eating humans. <laughs> yo, yo. And I'm like, oh, cry. like so many embarrassed for you goosebumps. It's like my entire body is one giant goosebump <laughs> during that part. <laughs> See, I love it. 
I yeah. love it. I love that whole movie. Um, okay, dude, we have come into the nexus of the Gomer perfect movie universe. Yeah. By discovering that top five box office. Yeah. And 92, 93 being like a pivotal moment. It's like, it, that's like 1985, October, whatever, for Back to the Future. That yeah. is like our moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Some right. sort of space time continuum thing is happening for us. Yeah. In that moment. Huh. Yeah. And I did not, I honestly did not see that coming when we started this podcast that so Me many neither. of our movies were going to fall in that section. It's been yeah. an interesting thing to discover. Yeah. That the top five blockbusters of 93 yep. were already on our list at some way or another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and then crazy. I didn't even read to you the next five, which are also all on our list. <laughs> okay. Read them. Maybe quick. not all of them. Just real quick. Let me read okay. these to you. Um, oh shoot! Did I close it? Nope. Here it is. Uh, indecent proposal. We would never do. I don't think. Right. Um, no. But then there's Aladdin. I've mm. talked about that a lot. You loved it. I love Aladdin. <laughs> Cliffhanger, which we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top. Groundhog Day. Done it. Mm. Mm-hmm. A few good men. Done it. <sighs> yes. And Dave. That. Gomer Nation or Perfect Movie Nation. Um, this is happening in November. Don't worry. Dave is coming. And we're going to talk finally about when I got to meet and talk with Kevin Klein. I can't wait. That's going to be amazing. Sweet. Last thing from this Gomer one sheet. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. 96%. Yeah. Um, from critics. 89% from the audience. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is this is good. It's People love it. Yeah. Critics love it. Yeah, there is one last other thing that I was thinking about and a question I had. Is this the first movie we're doing that was nominated for Best Picture? E- yes, I was A Few Good Men. I think A Few Good Men got a screenplay nomination. I don't think it was nominated for Best Picture. But this okay. is our first Best Picture nominated movie. It didn't win, but I, right. l- I love that it was nominated. Yep. Oh, man. I mean... Like a an action thriller mm-hmm. nominated for best picture. I mean, how many are there of those? Uh, I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to find out. Like how many? Because uh, usually it feels like it's like heavy dramas or period pieces, right? That 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 get the nomination. Um, this feels like an outlier. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, and when did Silence of the Lands win best picture? Because I remember that being that a, a was, big thing because it was like a horror movie or a um, right that one best picture that that was a big deal. I think that was like ninety one. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so may, may, I don't know. Maybe they were just freer with their nominations, or maybe there were just more hmm. of these kind of movies being made. Period. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm way off in that this uh, was copied so many times. Maybe this is right in the middle. Yeah. Of these being made. But like I can still think of like Catch Me If You Can mm-hmm. is like another one that's that this really reminds me of, you know, like definitely two guys. One is trying to get the other, but you like both people. You, you, you know what I mean? You just that wasn't it's That's not one of my exhibits, but uh-huh. I think it's why I love this movie, because okay. you are on the side of both cat and mouse. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's 
Now, you you watch this movie with Aaron. I watched the entirety yeah. of this movie on the toilet. <laughs> Not all at once. But in Because now we have that we have that folder. So we can just pull these up on our phones anytime. We have a secret folder. Um Yes. Yeah, so uh and I it is a complete joy to watch. It is. Dude. It, like uh, yeah, we're we're I'm like I'm I'm dying to get to the exhibits because okay. I'm just like oh we forgot one thing yeah this did win is I'm not sure if this is our first Academy Award win okay um it did win for supporting actor yep Tommy Lee Jones I know we're mm. gonna get to him um mm. I have one thing to say about him at the yes. top right now okay he was 47 when they made this movie okay. Um, does, does he look older to you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's so like people that have followed the Gomers for a long time, you know, I turned 40 uh-huh. 10 months ago. You turned 40 one year and almost two, whatever. Two and know. a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Two, two and a half years ago. And so 40 is like something 40 and sporty. It's something that we, that's been on our minds. Half, yeah. Halfway point till till death do us part or <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like. Yeah, so he, it's like you're still the same age that you were when you watched this movie, when you watch this movie again. Uh-huh. So I'm still like, did that make sense? It made <laughs> sense talking. in my head. Okay. Okay, when you watch this movie, you're immediately a freshman in high school. I see what you mean. You like go, you, you revert back to, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's part of what's so rewatchable about these movies that we love is like it transports us back to those times like so when it, you know when it I mean? comes to a 47 year old guy yes you're like that's an old man right there's an old guy like chasing another old guy but and the I, thing I is i sort of feel like Tommy Lee jones that's his bread and butter playing the grumpy old guy but to find uh-huh. out that he's only 47 <laughs> five years older than i am now it's messing with <laughs> yeah. me a little bit um so this is where i wanted i want to like Think about the idea of a, a series, okay, or just a section. Uh huh. Um, that is our favorite actors at forty. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. How old is um, Harrison Ford here? He must be in his fifties. Yeah, he's got to be. I can look but, that so, up like, over the break. Yeah. Just to see, like, where what was Tom Hanks doing when mm-hmm. he was forty-two? Huh. What was Tom Cruise doing when he was forty-two? Was Brad Pitt? Uh. You know, uh, Jason Bourne, Matt, Matt Damon. Um. <laughs> well, this is going to be an exercise in depression, I think, for me, because I'm going to be like, they're already there and they're 42. What have I done with my life? <laughs> no, it's dude. It's more just like you can relate or something. Got it. Yeah. Definitely. I want to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Favorite actors at 40. I love that. Okay. Um, let me read the VHS copy here okay um vhs synopsis before we head into the trailer and then putting this movie on trial it's kind of an odd one okay you ready for this mm-hmm. it starts like this catch him if you can the fugitive is on the run exclamation point. harrison ford and Tommy Lee jones race through the breathless manhunt movie based on the classic tv series ford is prison escapee dr richard kimball a Chicago surgeon falsely convicted of killing his wife and determined to prove his innocence by leading his pursuers to the one-armed man who actually committed the crime. 
Jones, the Los Angeles film critic's choice as 1993's Best Supporting Actor. It's odd that they don't also say he won the Oscar. And Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah. Is Sam Gerard, an unrelenting bloodhound of a U.S. Marshal. They are hunted and hunter. And as directed by Andrew Davis, under siege, in parentheses, in parentheses their nonstop mm. chase has one exhilarating speed. All out. So catch him if you can again. And catch an huh. 11 on a scale of 10 train wreck, in parentheses, yes, the train is real, a plunge down a waterfall, a cat and mouse jaunt through a Chicago St. Patrick's Day parade, and much more. Better hurry. Kimball doesn't stay in one place very long. This is the dumbest This is so stupid, dude. There's like commentary in it. Yes, the train is real. Okay. <laughs> That train is real. Well, I mean, it's an interest. That's interesting, but why yeah. does it get space on the back of the box? Like, dude, I'm not renting that. Oh, wait, that's that train is well, real. Hold on, this parenthetical says the train was real. Get it, honey. Hurry up and get them. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I can't wait to put this on trial. Yes. First, let's do uh, our tradition of listening to the trailer put us in the moment a little bit and then the fugitive goes on trial all right let's do it i came home there was a man in my house he had an artificial arm are you saying that i killed my wife are you saying that i crushed her skull and that i shot her gentlemen listen up we have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes average foot speed over uneven ground barring injury is four miles an hour that will give you a radius of six miles what i want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station residence warehouse farmhouse hen house outhouse or dog house in this area Checkpoints will go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. All rise. Hey, is that a third Cosmo? Oh my gosh. This is Anthony speaking. Wait, what? Uh, the Fugitive stands being accused of being a perfect movie, and it's the third Cosmo in a row. Seinfeld, Cosmo Kramer, The Fugitive, Cosmo, Joey Pants, and Cosmo from, uh, <laughs> Sneakers. Cosmo from Sneakers. 
I don't remember his last name in sneakers. Cosmo. Cosmo Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, 1992-93, the year of the Cosmo. Yeah, and the, the absolutely the first thing that I thought when I heard his name was, that's going to be the first thing we talk about. <laughs> One <laughs> yeah. of the first things we talk about is we had that long Cosmo conversation. <laughs> Cosmo chat. Cosmo chat. I wonder if we'll get any others. Are there any yeah. other Cosmos we don't know about or haven't? Because I couldn't remember. I didn't remember that Joey Pants's name was Cosmo. I didn't either. It's amazing. Joey Pants with a lot of hair also. Yes. Okay. So I can't see him. Wait, do you want to tell people what we're doing first? Then we'll come back to Joey Pants. Yeah. So, I mean, isn't it obvious? Just kidding. (laughs) We talk about Joey Pants the whole time. Joey Pants chat. Um, Perfect movie. Uh, Basically is what we, Anthony and I like movies a lot. We love yep. a lot of movies. I yep. love a lot of movies. People tell me totally. that. We, we love many? movies. We love movies. N- no. Love <laughs> books. We love stories, right? We love people. We're, yep. We're, we we're love made food. up of stories. Yeah, that's true. Mm, we love a lot of things. Um, yeah. So uh, we take we have this long list of movies we love. It's secret. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. online, but only, only mm-hmm. for, for our eyes only. Right. Gomer Sheet. Or whatever that Google. Sheet. I don't know. Yeah, the Google Sheet. Yep. So we uh, Google knows. We um, p- choose one of those meetings. Meetings. Choose one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we bring it to trial. We act as its uh defense attorneys. Yep. Anthony and I each get two pieces of evidence to present for why that movie is indeed perfect. Yep. After the episode, we give it over to the listener, the Gomer Nation. And you get a vote, and then yep. we find out, is this movie actually perfect so that we can put it on a flash drive, send it to the Xenomorphs on V'ger, and they will be converted into good little girls and boys. <laughs> <laughs> good mamas and papas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Some of them are. I mean, the queen. I wonder if the queen was converted. Dude, she'd be like, let's pop in uh, Groundhog Day. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's let's relive day in day out until we become good, good little boys and girls. They they put they put the VHS tape in all the eggs open, so, so that the facehuggers can watch. Oh, that's nice. All right. Um, okay. So to, this week's movie is The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about like sometimes we talk through the movie kind of beat by beat. Um, I, I think we could. Th- this is like Sneakers, a pretty intricately plotted movie, and so I think we will do mm-hmm. that um, to a certain extent. But I, I mean, the big picture, right, is yeah, Harrison Ford, Doctor Richard Kimball. Yep. Accused of killing yep, his here, wife. Let, yep. Let me let me read from IMDb. Oh, even more succinct than VHS. It, I'm assuming it's it's like twelve words. Doctor Richard Kimball unjustly accused of murdering his wife must find the real killer while being the target of a nationwide manhunt led by a seasoned u.s marshal hmm i mean i like that but there's no indication about whether the train is real or not (laughs) but but is is there a train in it is it real are there like reporters like everywhere (laughs) and is joey pants wearing a piece a hair piece oh that's what i was gonna say huh because like i don't know i mean it's it was a long time ago it's definitely pre-matrix right where he's kind of he's bald in the matrix yeah but okay 
So for me, Joe Pantoliano yeah. will always be um, the dude from Goonies. Like, sure. When we went to Matrix, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, 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 cool guys, he's from Goonies. <laughs> you know, like you, you shouted to the entire theater, it's hey, him. Hey, he's from Goonies, everybody. I recognize that guy. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, like, in that, though, remember his hair, like, Yes. He's wearing a toupee. You're right. I forgot about that. There's a toupee gag in that movie. Yep. Yeah. So you're yeah, and that's pre fugitive by like Yeah, and then he's bald in the Matrix, so uh-huh. I'm just wondering. Okay. I'm gonna I say I think his that, hair looks fake. Yeah, ninety percent sure now that that is a hairpiece. Okay. Sweet. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It. Just just curious. All right, thanks everybody. That's our that's our episode. We figured it out. Joey pants. Yeah, evidence number one: amazing hair on Joey Pantoliano. Yeah, I was. I I also read this thing that he was chosen in that role because originally, um, the the Tommy Lee Jones part didn't have a team. Okay, it was just like pure like like catch me if you can, right? Like one guy sure. against the other. But yeah. um, they wanted to give Timely Jones some space to to do his thing, and they yeah. thought if we you, give you him a need, team, right? Um, and they specifically jo- chose my favorite pair of pants and yours, Joey Pants, <laughs> to, to for that role because they thought here's an actor that can go toe to toe with Tommy Lee Jones, which I don't think I would have chosen him, but it totally works. You just need you need the perfect foil. For all of that unbelievably ad-libbed dialogue. Funny, right? I mean, all yep. of that is, you wouldn't, I guess I don't think the the fugitive would laugh out loud, you know, chuckle a second movie. But right, dude, right. It, there's a, there are, there are yep. lots of he, moments of levity and they're so funny. Yep. He owns it from the moment that he arrives. But we have 14 minutes before he arrives. Did right? you look at the time stamp like I did? It's something like that, right? Like around 14 minutes. So yeah, we get, okay. yeah. So, okay. So the movie is he, he's somebody kills his wife. He, he gets, um, the death sentence escapes. Okay. You know what? Okay. The, tra- the train is real. <laughs> right. Okay. Before we get there, okay. I just need to say there's something that needs to be stricken from the record right oh. here. So, if you're new to the Gomers or to the mm-hmm. perfect movie, we are the Gomers. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Um, it, we can strike something from the record, even then continue it being perfect. Yeah. Um, they could have written this way better. He goes to death penalty way too easily. Like, huh. you mean the they judge bring does. him the no, no, no. Like Dr. Richard Kimball. Yeah. Is sentenced to death way too easily. I see. Like. He he's in his shirt with his wife's blood still on it, mm-hmm. talking to those two cops, um, who are just um ama- like okay. If you listen to that scene, I listened to it in my car earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> I just listened <laughs> through the movie again. Um, it they have those perfect um like Chicago accents. Right, it sounds like a scene from Making a Murder, the Netflix documentary. Uh-huh. Right, yes. Like it it's, um, but those two dudes uh-huh. while he's still wearing his shirt from the murder earlier that day or that yep. night. Um, basically, remember, he, they're like, book him. Yep. Book him. Yeah. Like, 
there, no investigation. So that's what I mean is this this okay it gets so glossed over. Let l- let me push back a little bit on that with something okay. that I noticed. Okay. In the conversations later in the movie, you realize it has been over a year since his yes. conviction, okay. and so sure. I okay. I think there's something. Uh, I do agree. I do agree. That's that scene with the cops is rushed, right? Yeah, like, that, that's come on, right? Um, but that but I and I I felt that like uh-huh. this is too rushed, and then I realized. All that happened a year ago. By the time the movie is done, there it must have been a long, arduous court trial. Sure. Um, like, but even in the thing, they're like, "So the one-armed guy? Yeah, did that, he? Like, yeah. I, when I agree did with that, that happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like, there weren't, there wasn't anybody that could be like, dude, this guy isn't is a stand-up dude. Uh huh. Um, there was no DNA evidence. They didn't even look for one-armed killer dudes. Right. That, that's my own. I, I feel like they could have just written that a little bit better. Also, I think mm-hmm. if this movie was made today, yeah, the entire movie, you would slightly be wondering if he did it or not. Okay. Um, I wonder if I need to bust in on my... I, I need to chunk okay. in already. No, okay. I won't yet. Um, okay. But I will say that one thing that I love is that there is never there is no mystery about whether he did it or not. You okay. you see the flashback and so you are you are on Kimball's side from the get go. Yep, yep. Um, because you know the truth. I a hundred percent agree and I thought the same thing. I wonder if yeah. if this movie ever was remade, that there would be a mystery or a doubt about whether or not he was innocent. Um, yeah, but I think the speed that they go through the trial, the yep. fact that they don't leave that a mystery really helps the movie because you want to see him running around. Yep, totally. <laughs> and so you've so got to get to so, yeah. that quick. Totally. So the basic point of it is that's not the point. The point is, yep, he's in jail. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to the chair. Or no, lethal injection. Yep. Like, yeah, I just feel like that was glossed over. Could have been written better. That's no. all. I actually think that's a perfect stricken for the re- from the record example, mm. because even though that y- y- you're in that moment, and you're thinking, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter at all. It and does not the matter. First time to the you watch it, you movie. wouldn't think that. Right. You, you probably wouldn't even think it at all. The, the rest of the movie is so good. Yep. <laughs> that totally. I feel 100% okay striking that kind of the trial is a little rushed completely yep. from the record. Yep, for sure. All right. Okay, so great. he he is um Harris, I mean you're you're on his side. I think I said this too maybe last week in sneakers like you're on his side because he's Harrison Ford. Just like you're on Robert right. Redford's side because he's Her- because he's Robert Redford even when you think he's a bank right. robber. And so sure, yeah. that that goes a long way. Harrison Ford right now is like in the night like right in the center of the 90s. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He's, he's between Jack Ryan's, I think, when this movie comes out. Yep. Oh, right. Because he's done Patriot so, Games. Is that Patriot? Yeah, Patriot Games and Pert near to some of all? No. So some of all is Ben Affleck. So oh. Patriot Games, which originally was offered to Alec Baldwin, as was The Fugitive. Right. Yep. Um, And... 
but dude, Harrison Ford way better. Yeah. Uh, it's the one after Patriot Games, which we can't think of right now, but it's before of... Pertner. Okay. Hunt for October, Patriot Games, something. Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger, that's right. That's what it is. Yep. Um, so he's kind of in that, like, he's not old yet. Yeah. I mean, now he's old. And so every movie he's in now is about how he's old. I sure. Like, right. Right. Like, or or if it's like <laughs> oh, a sequel for this, if it's a sequel, it's about finding old Harrison Ford. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you've got Force Awakens where it's like yeah. we got to find that old Harrison Ford. There he is. You've got right. Blade Runner, which is all like yeah. find that old Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, Shui, we're home. <laughs> right. And he's got like this, and it doesn't. You can't really tell if he wants to be there. Uh, yeah, it's like we've said this before. Is he there just because he looks like Han Solo? Like I carry Han Solo with me everywhere I go. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to point a camera at me because nobody else is Han Solo. Right. And so you've got Force Awakens, which he feels engaged, fully engaged in that movie. I think yep. he's acting mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Then you've got oh, here we go again with the rise of Skywalker. I feel like he's like, it's me. Han Solo. Do I look enough like him? I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother combing my hair or shaving for this part. He actually like literally like Skyped in. Like he's got a blue screen at his house. He's like, hold on, Allie McBeal. I'll be right back. Shouldn't you comb your hair? No. I just got up. I'm about to go fly my plane. At least fly your plane over. No. <laughs> so but i i mean 90s he is in i feel like he is 100 percent in everything he's doing oh yeah dude his acting especially in that scene we just talked about like actually he plays really well into my plot hole which is like his acting is so good he's like wait you're saying i did it it's like he's actually almost making the argument for me uh, like yeah you're totally you right i killed my wife what what yeah, you know, and, and when the, when the verdict incredible. when the verdict when the judge um tells him you're yeah. going you're going to prison and you're oh, going right. to be electrocuted and you're going to die and then the yep. what is the the gavel comes down the gavel yeah and yep. Harrison Ford like visibly jerks like mm, yeah like he is he I, I don't know what happened it, it is a great moment. Um, yeah. And so I like it when Harrison Ford is e- even in the moments where he's not saying anything acting instead of when mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like I, I'm I, in particular. Did you ever see Cowboys and Aliens? Didn't. OK. No. Nope. Great name. Great title. But that movie yeah. is terrible. Like okay. it's like whenever he's not acting, but he's still on screen. He looks bored. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, am I supposed to say another line? Is it me again? Um, right. Yeah. But well, that okay. I almost think mm-hmm. that he's better just acting. Like um, I heard somebody say he. Oh, it was Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. On some interview that I watched, um, that he makes an amazing silent actor. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what he does the best. Like yeah, that courtroom scene. Uh-huh. Like I mean, first of all, that gavel is the loudest, scariest thing. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, why it was nominated, other than the train stuff for for uh, an Oscar for sound, is like just that gavel was so <laughs> jarring and scary. What if but we had a, what face, if we had a gavel, dude, for our podcast? Dude, we need a gavel. 
we need to get a gavel. We've got. Is that what this thing is? That law and that <laughs> yeah, sound maybe it is. Me? Yep, you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he just looks so, so um scared. And yeah, so he he acts really well mm-hmm. with his face. Um, I mean, I actually went to Letterman, like oh, David, yeah. like we went to the Late Show once, mm-hmm. and he was the guest, and it was like. Wait a minute! You saw Harrison Ford live? Yeah, dude, Dave Letterman. You were in the same room as mm-hmm. Harrison as Ford, as the fugitive. Yeah, dude. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> but it was like that. It was going like, really? Six days, seven nights. <laughs> like, oh no! He was promoting six days and seven nights. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that that was that that I was just that was the first movie that popped in my head that he was in. Like after this, yeah. Um, Dude, favorite movie trope there is when a judge is like, you're sick. May God have mercy on your sick not, soul. Not only am I telling not you only. that you're going to die, I'm going to also add that you're a terrible person. <laughs> right. And I'm chilled to be around you. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So, love Harrison Ford in the 90s. I think, yep. I mean, Air Force For- One. Great. Right? Yep. What a run. Super... Oh yeah, um, so good. I mean, all the oh, yeah, the I I think he's he's just amazing in this time period for sure. Last Crusade, yeah, slightly before mm-hmm. this, right? Yep, definitely. So good. Uh, Crystal Skull is another another old man Harrison Ford yep. movie that doesn't yep. quite connect because I'm not sure he's fully engaged. Right, and there is going to be a five, right? Yeah, but Spielberg just dropped out. Did you hear that? What? Yep. So I don't know. I I say without those three, you got to have all three. You got to have William Spielberg. No, Lucas Spielberg Ford, but Williams too. You're right. Those four. That's, that's the quadfecta of like, (laughs) like great our like favorite (laughs) movies of all times. Yeah. Has one of those four. (laughs) Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you take out one of them, it's like a mm-hmm. wobbly table, right? It's not gonna. It's not gonna yeah. seem right. Yep, totally. I mean, then again, okay. Crystal Skull was nothing to write home about, but still, right? Um, okay, had a great score. Yep. So he gets he gets the verdict. The gavel comes down. You're going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, more credits roll. Did you notice this? Like, oh yeah, we're, we're 14, 17 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, the bus pulls out. And the we still have credits rolling. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're like, ooh, like I am so engaged in this movie, and it's only just starting. Like, yeah. Like sometimes, and- like when when they play credits after the first commercial break, like the first act of like uh-huh. a great, you know, drama TV show. Totally. You're like, yeah. Oh, yes, this is only just beginning. It is so good. It's like a way for them to indicate the movie has not even started yet. Mm, yep. Perfect. Uh, and then when the movie really does start, and I agree with them, is when he is, they're going on the bus, yep. on the way to prison. He is so depressed, obviously. Um, yep. <laughs> and then there's this, the, the there's this kerfuffle on the bus. The bus rolls yep. down a hill onto train tracks. And here we go. A real train. <laughs> here comes the real train. Okay. So I was laughing because like, dude. He lucks out. He just happens to be on like Con Air, mm-hmm. like where an actual prison break is going to happen. Like he, he really does have pretty sweet luck. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. was, you know, the opening sucked. 
Um, that's pretty bad. But luck. like he did, to be falsely like, accused of your wife's murder, you mean? Yeah, that's bad yeah, okay, luck. So you're in a bad way yep. at that point. But um, yeah, the three other people on the bus have staged a coup. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, like if that's best case scenario for worst case scenario, like definitely. And then it helps the train helps then right because even that like if for just sure. the bus had had rolled. Um, yep. He might have been able to escape, but the fact that it rolls onto train tracks, that's good stuff for him. Totally. And uh, jump to conclusions, Matt, from office space is your prison guard. Oh, right. Yes, definitely. Who's kind of a sleazeball, right? It turns out. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Okay. So here I'm going to chunk in. Um, All right. Because... You know, we like Harrison Ford, obviously. Yep. But also he's a convicted murderer. Right. So I think something that this movie does so well that makes it perfect is there are three moments that I can think of that do an amazing job of reminding you what a great guy he is. Mm, Okay. And and so they're they're save the cat moments. I talked a little bit about this. I don't remember when, Um, but this screenwriting book that I wrote, that I don't completely buy into, but I think makes some good points that a great... That you read. I read this screenwriting book, right. Yep. Um, and the kind of the point of it is a great screenplay has moments where uh, you are just reminded that the person is a hero because they do mm. small heroic acts. Okay. And yep. so it's this like Aladdin giving the bread to the street kid or um, yeah, th- th- other examples I can't think of right now. This, I think, is the best utilization of that theory because he keeps being the hero when he doesn't have to be the hero just in case you as the audience forgot that he is a really great guy and did not kill his wife (laughs) so i think the first moment is this one in the bus where he saves the prison guard yeah okay great so he does what the um jump to conclusions matt guy Yep. couldn't do but brags about having done yes right and so he could and probably should just escape right because because actually by saving the dude he might get stuck like this is his shot right yeah yeah he, he lucked should out run. he should he's get on out. con he air run. yep definitely uh-huh. um so what he does instead is he saves this injured prison guard rolls him down the hill and then yeah that kind of like amazing shot where he's standing on the bus he jumps yeah. a millisecond before the train hits it, um, yeah. which I heard he did his own stunt. <laughs> that's crazy. Like he's got he's wired up, but that's him. That's OK. That's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger riding the bike, the like the motorcycle in Terminator 2, where it is <laughs> now that Blu-ray is available. You're like, that is another dude. <laughs> I know. You're totally right. That's Wait, what? Where's Where's Arnold? Yeah, you just. This is. A, am I in a different movie? Because that's a completely different guy. It's Did why they not slow know like HD was coming or something. Yeah, definitely. But you can slow this down, put in HD, and you can. It's that. That's Harrison Ford. He jumps off the bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just tell you the other two times that I can think of that this happens. It's the the kid okay. in the hospital. Oh, yep. Where he should just be keeping his head down because he is a fugitive and at that point people are recognizing who he is but instead Mm -hmm. 
he uses his big doctor brain, looks at the mm-hmm. charts and um, like forges a doctor's note so that he can save this kid's life. Love that. Yep. Saving, saving the cat. That's great. And I've never heard of that before, but now, he, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the last one is when he actually saves Tommy Lee Jones at the end. So he gets mm. this amazing moment. Um, and so I just, I, I have not noticed that before. I think I, I noticed it kind of like, oh, I like that. But I just feel yeah. like those moments were strategically placed in the movie so that you are never not on his side. Yep. And it's great. Love I that. love it. Yeah. Dude, that's super good. Um, yeah. And well, and, uh, another like little mini one is when he like tells them as he's leaving, you know, like when the, when the cop is like, you ever seen a guy that looks like this? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, every day, except yep. for the, every day when I look in the mirror, except for the beard. Um, <laughs> but like right then he has, he tells them about the, the prison guard that is on the stretcher. They're I like, forgot about that a, one. You're right. So it's the same guy, but he's mm-hmm. saving him again. And remember, they're like, how did he know that? By just looking at his face. Yeah. So he's like this intrinsically good person. Yeah. That puts himself over totally. and over in risks. It, maybe it's maybe it's, it's because he's a doctor. I don't know. He's constantly mm-hmm. taking risks for other people, even when yeah. he's in a lot of danger. And and you're just like, this is the best, the, the best person I've ever met. Let's right. hang out. Which, again where were the character witnesses in his trial that are like yeah. there's no way he killed you're, his you're wife right. he is the best man ever why right. is he getting so easily convicted of murdering his wife totally totally yeah. um hey dude let me chunk in here okay okay so we're on we just talked about the the train scene um yep. this was like a million dollar shoot mm-hmm. you know they had one shot at it yep. or whatever um then we're coming up on my next favorite scene, okay, which is um, the waterfall or well the dam. Okay. Yep. Um, so so he's he escapes the hospital. Oh, you know what we Ooh, okay? Hospital. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say why I chunked in, and then we'll back up just real quick because okay. I have something else I need to share. Yep. Um, my my first piece of evidence, so Exhibit B, as mm-hmm. to why this is a perfect movie, um, is there are so many perfect scenes. Okay. Like, like scenes that if you were to turn it on and it's on TV, which we don't have TV anymore. Yeah, but, but this back is definitely the, that kind of movie, right? If you turn in in the day when you had cable and you would turn it on, you're like, yes, the oh, fugitives yeah. on. Totally. Do. Like, I know what I'm doing for the next three and a half hours with yep. commercial interruption. Yeah. Like, um like or set dvr to record and just keep this one on the dvr so that you can just have it in the background yep um but like there's at least three scenes like that so the train scene Mm -hmm. um the the damn scene yep um the scene where he's leaving like like when he when he um interviews like he goes to find the one-armed criminal dude and it's not him yep they're leaving and then, like, Tommy Lee Jones, like, actually shoots him. Like, he actually shoots him. He's shooting to kill him in that scene. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, his foot gets caught in that shot of, like, his actual head. You uh-huh. know, it's like, it's a, it's actually the same shot as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. when there's a snake right in front of him. Oh, I love that. You're okay. totally right. The same angle. 
It's like same thing, and in both cases, you can see glass because there's that glass you can see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like now that we have like HD, <laughs> a little bit of a between. smudging. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Some production assistant didn't clean that well enough. Yeah. Um, but like literally, he should have died right there, and that shows what force Tommy Lee has. Like, because at, at that point, man, we I skipped ahead. We'll come backwards, but like he he um is starting to get suspicious like maybe he didn't kill his wife yep but my charge is still to take this dude in and he keeps escaping so i'm gonna kill him yeah yeah i it, there are just i could probably name eight more of those yeah, kinds go, of i mean like, go for it that's perfectly constructed yeah. scenes yeah um i i think even even in the less actiony ones like when he is uh just solving stuff yeah totally um, like when he is figuring out who the one-armed man is mm-hmm. by sneaking into the hospital and he's just yep. in front of a computer. Again, this would not, this is a change that would happen. I think if it was made today, cause you could just Google this, right? He has to break sure. into the hospital so that he can use the internet. Basically. <laughs> right. Come on. It's on, it's in your pocket now, dude. There's so much tension there. That it yeah. that that I could watch that scene when all he's doing is googling stuff, um, yep. But you're so worried about him that he's gonna get caught. You're so impressed that he's able to figure out how to do this so well. Um, yeah, just an amazing collection of scenes, and I we it's so we I think it's so similar to sneakers in that yeah. When all the scenes are put together, the sum is even greater than its parts. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But the parts are um, so good. I know the parts are so good. Every actor, every bit part, every Chicago cop, that accent. Um, yep. I mean, my favorite Chicago cop from the top. Uh, I, I was like, where is that dude from? I, I looked him up, actually. His name is Ron Dean. He's okay. played a cop in tons of stuff. He's the one that like has like white hair. So there's one with glasses. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The one guy with the Coke bottle glasses and then the other guy. Right. With the white yeah. hair. Yep. Um, I could not place him. I remember me like, get out of here. <laughs> um, he was in Rudy. He was the coach. Oh yeah, for sure. He was like the assistant coach in Rudy. So that was filmed probably within months of this. Yeah. Um, it took me forever to place that. Um, okay. So perfect scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't turn it off. You can't turn away. It's like, it's like once it starts, it's like, you know, when, when a kid is like watching TV and they can't hear you yeah <laughs> like you're like lily 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 and yep. then you're like isla and then you're just like chocolate yeah what mm-hmm. um but it's like you're that drawn into these scenes yeah you know what i mean yep uh, i think uh, what as you're talking about the scenes i'm piecing together that i really like watching movies about smart people being smart mm, yeah yeah. So one of the scenes I love is the kind of the phone call and they're trying to figure out what city he's in. Yeah. And they are there. It's, it's Tommy Lee Jones and his team. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty similar to the Whistler scene from sneakers again, right? These movies totally. are so similar, right? Like they're listening. Yeah. They're doing this thing that wouldn't work, which is like isolate that voice. Right. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything but that voice, and the sound guy is able to do that somehow. Right. <laughs> totally. And then they realize 
there's an L, there's an L train, there's a bell. He's in Chicago. It's a huge realization, and they're all just like using their brains. And I think it's probably hard to write a scene that's exciting where it's just people talking and being smart. But they mm-hmm. do it in this movie. It's so good. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, I, I I feel you on that. Like that's part of what I love about Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just the way he like yeah figures out how to get all that money and then get on planes and then yep. you know he like calls and is like hey i lost my uniform i need to pick one up uh, is there any way you know like <laughs> yep. just like or like pretending to be the kid interviewing the like head of uh-huh. pan am or whatever you yep. know yeah yeah sneaking i love that stuff it's interesting how like catch you catch me if you can leonardo dicaprio is like this really slick con mm-hmm. man, right? He's the fugitive. Yeah. But yep. if the fugitive was like 20 years younger, super handsome, <laughs> and like going from like glamorous thing to glamorous thing. Fugitive is just right. like so like blunt. Like everything yeah. about it is just like, I got to go to this next place. I got to <laughs> shave. right and even finding a place to shave is hard (laughs) totally um actually yeah there and there's not a single like romance scene no um either which happens in catch me if you can not well not in sneakers like that um did you hear this thing about julianne moore that there was supposed to be some sort of blossoming romance between them is that right yeah so she was cast okay so i i watched this like um, Andrew Davis, who didn't make like any movies after this or like a couple or something like that. Huh. Um, they did some Ebert thing. Okay. Uh, remembering Ebert. And so it was him and the, they watched The Fugitive and then they talk about it huh. afterwards. Okay. Um, super cool. Um, but he was saying that they originally cast Julianne Moore to yeah. be the love interest um, during these like this chase. Uh huh. Um. And that they basically, after like working on it and stuff, they're like, it just doesn't seem right that he's trying to figure out his what, like his wife's murderer, and like having romance with a new person. I was wondering why she's third build. Yeah, so she it was supposed to be a bigger part. I see. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now it like, does not make any sense to me that that would even be a, an idea at all. <laughs> well, I mean, like. Aren't there like always like 30 producers on movies like make sure you got a scene so that people tune in and see something like, you know, see some romance. Sure. Everybody loves romance, but there's no space for it in his life. He doesn't doesn't have room for a girlfriend. I know they always, you know, that always ends up in hospitals. Just think of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's true. It's a very romantic place. Hospitals. (laughs) There's always those rooms with beds in them. That's true. Lots of beds. Uh, Can't deny that. (laughs) Um, okay, <laughs> let, let me go all the way back. Okay. Um, so, and and we can just zip through the plot because I actually like talking about the yeah. the moments totally. better. Um, yeah. But the, the, he does go. So the the train accident, he escapes. That's when Tommy Lee Jones and his team get involved. Yeah. They're so great and fun. I think Rose from Lost. Yes, and she was also in uh, Star Trek. Maybe insurrection or something like yeah, that that I sounds think. right was she um yeah she I was like that guy's wife right was yeah. she 
Yep. I think her she girlfriend was, or she's not in first contact, is she? Maybe that's that's the one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's great. So the the that team, you hear their banter. It's like that hen house, dog house, outhouse scene. He is serious, <laughs> right? Then then yep. is the um the dam part. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where one of my favorite interactions between they only actually see each other twice, and then that one part where Tommy Lee Jones just sees the back of him and chases him. Right. Yes. Um, dude, totally. But this is this is where they're ha- actually having their conversation. Doctor Richard Kimball says, "I didn't kill my wife," and Tommy mm-hmm. Lee J- Tommy Lee Jones says, "I don't care." Like that's <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a judge. I'm I'm a U.S. marshal. I, all I'm supposed to do is find you and arrest you. Yep. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. And I, it feels like Harrison Ford smiles at him. Huh. Okay. I need to check. I need to go back and see that. There's I don't like, care. There's like this understanding of, okay, this is what I'm up against. He doesn't yeah. even care. All he wants to yep. do is catch me. And there's like this mutual respect thing that happens. And then he jumps off of the thing. Yeah. Okay. So right here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is in my evidence of perfect scenes. Yeah. Um, so Aaron, Aaron was like, so we, we did get to, we did get to watch this movie together. Mm-hmm. Super duper fun. Yeah. Um, this was one of the first movies that we've watched like as adults for the perfect movie um, and right. like been downstairs and been like, Lily, you can't come down. And it sounds like super loud. And like there's like like the opening scenes actually really scary. And she uh-huh. like heard it. Yeah. From upstairs. She's like, what are you guys watching? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, pause it. Let's go talk to her because she like woke up. Uh-huh. Um, uh, anyways, Aaron was like, I had forgotten about this line. She was like, oh, my gosh, one of my favorite lines is coming up. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. It's uh-huh. one of the best lines ever. I don't care. I don't care. Like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, she's like, no, just wait for it. Um, And that's when he's like, he just pulled a Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> must have been he an ad lib. Don't you think that that, that must ad-lib, have been dude. his own thing? Yeah. <laughs> right off of this dot. Right off of this thing right here yeah he jumped off for this damn right here <laughs> and then joey pants for the win holy beep <laughs> yeah so obviously ev- almost everybody thinks he's dead yeah except for timely jones he doesn't care yep. he doesn't care right. about anything except for seeing this guy either dead or in prison again right and so oh, yeah. um he never gives up and Mm-hmm. Then there's these cool little scenes like you're talking about where um, Harrison Ford has to figure out how to not only survive at this point, but he's going the extra mile. He's also trying to prove his innocence. Right. So, you know, that's like, OK, that that could be a piece of evidence, actually, is yeah. like the driver of the movie is him trying to solve the case, which they actually end up doing together almost. You know what I mean? So yeah. like... um. The driver isn't just me escaping and staying escaped. Hiding out. It's like hiding out. Like that would make it just super boring. But that second piece of, of, uh, of plot, which is like I'm escaping. I need to stay hidden and solve this crime. Yeah. Right. And, and that just makes it so much more exciting because he, it's a extra layer of mission that he's on. Um, right. And somehow he realizes, I think, 
and you see it happen a couple of times, you can't just hide out. You're going to get caught. Right. And so Dude, this, to, to actually make this work, I have to prove my innocence while I'm being chased by apparently the best U.S. Marshal <laughs> ever to exist <laughs> in the world. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So the damn scene rules. Yep. Um, that's uh, I, I wrote this in my notes. That is um, uh, Dr. Richard Kimball's Kobayashi Maru. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a Star Trek thing. If if anybody doesn't know, where every captain before they can be a captain has to face a no win scenario. Right. There is no so, way out. Yep. He's looking at. I go back to jail where I can't solve this again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or potentially I die. Yeah. Right. So he goes all in. Right. He goes there. all in, and and it just kind of he has nothing to lose. Another great thing about this movie. Is the, his yep. only option is to keep going. Yep, totally. Because he knows he's got, he's got he's a he's a man who's been falsely accused. He's going to get the death penalty, and so why not just take every risk in the book to prove his that's a, to, to prove his innocence, totally. and it works. If I go with you, I die. Yep. If I do a Peter Pan, <laughs> I might die. Yeah. Or I may live. Yeah, and he does live. Um, mm-hmm. he goes back to Chicago, which is where he lived, where he worked and where his wife was murdered in order to prove yep. his innocence. He does this, ama- all these amazing, smart things, sneaks into the hospital. The, the, the couple things he remembers, uh, are kind of how this guy who did murder his wife looks and that he had a one arm, he had one arm. Right. Yep. And so yep. he, uh, does all this sneaking into the hospital to go on the internet, finds out. There's a couple options. Um, and all this time, Tommy Lee Jones is following him. Yep. Like a step or two. I don't know. Here, I'm going to chunk in. Um, because we've been talking around this. But my my second piece of evidence, so exhibit C, is Tommy Lee Jones's transformation journey. We love transformation. Transformation <laughs> Um, you he is I am he won the he won the best supporting actor Oscar and it it's well deserved because Mm, I mean we were just singing the praises of Harrison Ford but I think Tommy Lee Jones is even better in this movie Mm -hmm. because you get to watch him make little realizations throughout the movie that all pile up to the end where he says, he yells, I know you're innocent, Dr. Kimball. Like, mm. you, every one of these save the cat moments, he's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. I thought this guy was a cold-blooded murderer who would kill his wife for yeah. the insurance money. Right. Why is he coming back to Chicago? Why is he... Yeah. Uh, breaking into the hospital to look for one-armed men. Right. If he yep. made that yeah. up. So totally the moment where the dude bumps them and he's got one arm and they're yep. like, wait, huh? It's like light bulb right there. Yeah. Light bulb when he talks to Julianne Moore, mm-hmm. right? Like w- what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I-, I think there's just the little things too. Like he is growing in respect for him. Um, mm-hmm. and that the best line, our favorite line besides Peter Pan, which is the, I don't care. 
Okay. Um, yep. He comes out of that. He actually does yeah. end up caring whether or not yeah. this guy that he's chasing actually did it. Um, totally. And so I think that um, it's a great movie made perfect by Tommy Lee Jones and his transformation journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, yeah. I cannot stop thinking about as we're kind of like pulling this apart and talking about it. I can't stop thinking about um, about Catch Me If You Can. It's like mm. I see the exact same scene. Yeah. Like think about because he he is kind of like Tom Hanks is sort of almost ends up being like a father figure. Right. To Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, they're on that plane together uh-huh. uh, in in uh, The Fugitive. They're in that car together at the end. Right. You know, it's like it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the evade like the evading and like even the meetings. Like mm-hmm. remember in Catch Me If You Can, they first meet in that hotel room. Right. Um Yeah. And then he like pretends not to be him. Right. Um, he he doesn't know that they're meeting. Yeah. Like I love those points in a movie where you're like, literally, how are you gonna get out of this? Me too. Like, yeah. And you get to watch really smart people get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Now there is something else that I love, which is there is some serious Harrison Ford punching at the end. Like the, mm-hmm. he, he's super smart. So let's just, we could just skip all the way there. I guess he escapes okay. that he escapes over and over and over again until the end. Right. Right. Um, through the St. Patrick's day parade. Um, oh yeah. You, you heard about that one, right? Um, that, that all was just filmed. Like, just those two dudes in a steady cam. They didn't get any permits or anything like that. Really? So Andrew Davis and maybe one <laughs> other person brought a steady cam to the actual St. Patrick's Day parade. Okay. And so like the actual reactions of people was yeah. like, wait, that's Harrison Ford. Wait, that's Tommy Lee Jones. What? I love that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they escaped through that. Um, and all sorts of things, right? He goes to the jail to see if he can find the guy. He runs away, gets almost shot. Um, and then uh, the very end comes. He solves the case. Mm-hmm. It's his Dutch doctor friend. Yep. He walks into this pharmaceutical conference or convention or something. Outs the guy in front of like, I don't know, hundreds of people. Yeah. Who did it. Yep. And then they go into the back room and just punch each other for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and just fight. Just like just now it's just mano y mano, yep. hand to hand combat. But yep. see, this is awesome, dude. Like in a in a lesser well written movie, this would be Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford fist fighting. Uh-huh. Right. You know what I mean? Like the fugit like the cat in the mouse. Right. But at this point, now they're they end up working together. They they're, solve the, the case together. At this point, they're on the same side. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, that is so good. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> but it's so good that he also Harrison Ford gets to punch people. And I love watching yes. Harrison Ford punch people. He puts his whole <laughs> he puts his whole body into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. that like, I mean, Indiana Jones is like they have that sound, which is like, yeah, like um, celery, like somebody snapping celery in half and punching a piece of yeah, meat yeah. at the same time or whatever it is. Um, right. But there, there's just like this weight to it when he punches people. And so I just want to see, I mean, Air Force One too, right? 
There's so much like yup <laughs> punching. So I love it that you get You're to see You're not going to hurt my family. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um hey dude, where Okay, minor plot hole stricken for the record. Sure. Where the heck does he get all this money? Like so either that dude the doctor, the the good Dutch doctor gives him tons of money. Also, he should have turned him in right there. Definitely. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um did he give him like a like thousands of dollars cash like he's getting food he lives for a while he gets an apartment yeah he gets an apartment he must have given him a ton of money or does he keep going back for money or maybe like that's what julianne moore's character would have done like she would have yeah had they had like a romantic relationship maybe she could have like housed him yeah you know i don't know maybe maybe he actually got a job as a janitor at that hospital and started (laughs) pulling a paycheck yeah can we do a background check? Mm, probably better that you don't. Yeah. Um, um, does killing your wife pose a problem for this job? Right. Hey, dude, I got a chunk in here. Okay. Um, because I actually, we've basically talked about everything that I wanted to talk about. Okay. We skipped one very important thing. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a new section that I want to talk about on on Perfect Movie, which is I wanted you to get your phone. I texted you a little oh yeah video um it's perfect food in perfect movies (laughs) okay here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna play it into the mic (laughs) oh (laughs) okay so what i'm watching is he's in a hospital he's eating an old man's food and it looks like the food is um, <laughs> scrambled eggs. No, okay. So, like, you know how I get like weird things in my head. Yes. So, like, for I do example, know that. yeah, the pizza at the top of Deep Impact. Maybe, and inexplicably, your favorite scene of any movie. <laughs> The first five minutes of Deep Impact where he eats a piece of pizza. Hey there, little fella. Right. Which one are you? Yeah. Um, where are you going in such a hurry? Um, okay, so I love that egg salad sandwich he's got, dude. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an old man in a neck brace, right? And Harrison Ford's hiding in his room. Right. That's He borrows um, his scissors and his razor. Oh, that's where he clothes, shaves his probably. beard. Right, yeah. Yep. Um. And a nurse brings this guy food. Yep. But the old man is asleep. And so Harrison Ford eats his food. It looks like a massive amount of scrambled eggs or egg salad or something. Yeah. Puts it in between two pieces of toast. (laughs) Also, there's like one of those big like pregnant lady um, water cups, you know, like like with that straw that comes off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are so many things I, so many things I love about this dude. Okay, he just so in like a movie like this or like twenty four, yeah, or you never actually see the people eat. So I like, yeah, she she comes in and she says, "Oh wow, you really have drank a lot of water." Yeah, yeah, but like, so he comes in from this like crazy night where he con aired it, escaped from a bus, escaped from a train. He's probably stinking thirsty, so he probably drinks that whole jug. Yep. Cuts his hair, cuts his beard, 
And then I just love how he shovels all those eggs onto that bread. Yeah. Takes all the other accoutrements like the milk and there's like an applesauce, puts it in his pocket and then right. just licks yeah, his yeah. fingers. Mm-hmm. I wonder how love many it. times he had to eat that. You know, you hear about people mm. eating and then they have to spit yeah. it out for another take. He's eating mm-hmm. that. He's shoveling it into his mouth and swallowing. You can tell mm-hmm. yep. he is eating that meal. Maybe that's maybe that's like the subtle difference between that scene and other food scenes in movies yeah. is that Harrison Ford's actually eating the food. Yeah. He looks so hungry and it it makes right. me hungry to watch that scene and want a humongous pile of scrambled eggs. <laughs> so that is um, perfect food from a perfect movie. Egg salad. So I thought it was egg salad. You think it's scrambled eggs. Maybe it was scrambled eggs. I don't know. It just looks like egg salad to me. I'll have to rewatch the scene. Uh, it looks to you know, me like he assembles pretty... a sandwich out of breakfast that this guy okay. has been. Um, You're right. Because egg salad has white in it. That's only yellow. I'm watching it again. <laughs> He's combing his hair. It's it's a brec- It's breakfast, dude. He's got two pieces okay. of toast and he's shoveling the scrambled eggs. But look at him, look at him like lick his fingers like oh, oh. <laughs> shouldn't do that right now, dude. Don't put don't touch your face, right? Don't lick your fingers. True. Don't even like look anywhere. Don't do anything. Especially Maybe in the hospital outbreak. with an old man laying there. Outbreak. Yeah, I, I used to love Outbreak. I haven't seen that movie for twenty years. I wonder if it holds yeah. up. I I don't think so. Um, I think that score might have been James Newton Howard also who did this movie. This score is pretty good. I like the score. It's it's good. I mean, it's nice. Like I love the string stuff. The uh, the chase music kind of like it's good. It's dated. The drum sounds are very dated. They're very home alone-y. Um, yeah, and the the piano or, is pretty yeah. percussive, right? Like yep. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, no, it, it's great. It's not like amazing. It reminded me of like an upgraded. Do you remember the chase in Seinfeld when no. Newman is chasing Jerry? Is it slow mo? Uh, at all? It, it, For some reason, maybe, I have a memory of that. I don't know. The music. This reminds me of like this or like the firm. There must have been something about like and like even Nedry Nedry's mm-hmm. theme or like in sneakers too. Oh yeah, yep, definitely. It, You're like, right. All this is like that kind of piano percussion. Maybe that's what it is. Is it's kind of early '90s feeling. Yeah, it is. I a still, little dated on that. I, I think. I, I think the um, when it, I like the string stuff when it's orchestral, I really like it. Mm, I love it. Hundred percent. Beautiful. Yeah. Totally. And all it right. works. It all works. It's great. it all works. I I think I just want to just one honorary mention. I love. Well, this goes with my Tommy Lee Jones transformation thing. I love okay. when he takes his handcuffs off in the car at the very end. Mm. Yep. It's just this little, he's already told him he thinks he's innocent, right? But there's, it, all of a sudden, they seem very caring toward one another. Mm-hmm. Like friends, there's some sort of intimacy going on between them. They're just like, yep. Okay, let me. He's like, let me take those cuffs off of you. Yeah, it's kind of this. I want to show you. I actually think you are innocent. I can sit in the back of a car with you and not think that you're going to kill me. Right. You've done a good job, and it's going to be okay. 
Uh, And there's just this relief in Harrison Ford's face. They just drive off. Credits roll. What a movie. Totally. So good. Um, Yep. It's it's like uh, an outward sign of an inward. Yeah. um, You know, thing of like, I'm actually going to take the handcuffs off you. And now you are free. Yep. Right. Um, Hey, we did not mention any of the pharmaceutical things pro Vasic. Um, uh-huh. but I mean, all, all of those interior, like, um, just motivations, I think were pretty cool. Like yeah, how, how that all worked out. Like he's yeah. a, he's a heart surgeon mm-hmm. and this drug is, you're not going to need heart surgeons anymore. Yeah. Um, that, that stuff was, was, was pretty cool. Yeah. And Lester Holt at the end. What? Tell me about that. Okay. Um, and then we can be done. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron and I were like, who's that? Who's that reporter? It's Lester Holt. From what? Remember Lester Holt from NBC News, NBC Nightly oh, News? Oh, it's actually Lester he, Holt. It's actually Lester Holt. Like he's a, he was a Chicago reporter, reporter at that time. So they used a wow. real reporter. There he is. Sorry, cameo. I couldn't place the name. I'm embarrassed. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. It's Brian Williams. <laughs> there he is, Brian Williams. Okay. All right. There's your movie. The Fugitive, mm. I, mean, I I think it's pretty perfect, dude. Yep. Totally but it's not just salad. up to us. Um, now, Nation, it's in your hands. Uh, we're going to put out some polls on our Instagram. That's Perfect Movie Podcast. On our Facebook, that's facebook.com slash two gomers. On our website, perfectmoviepodcast.com. For you to vote on, you could even send us an email at perfectpodcast, perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com with the name of the movie and a yes or no. That would work too. We tally up the results, and then in a couple weeks, we come back and tell you, is The Fugitive a perfect movie? I can't wait. Super fun, dude. Yeah. All right, dude. Great movie. Great app. <laughs> What's next? Anthony Pick. So we're going to do all something right. new. It's Anthony's birthday month. Yep. All right. Um, and so Anthony is going to choose a movie Yep. to prove to me and the nation that it's perfect. Wow. Oh, man. And then the week, the week after that, or the movie after that, it's going to be a Stephen Pick. Okay. Now, have you landed officially on your Anthony Pick or no? Yes. Okay. It was it was going between Hunt for Red October, Partner, the original Partner, the original Partner, which I have not watched. I don't know that I've ever watched all the way through. So good. Okay. And the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which seems like a very Anthony's birthday pick to me. Yep. Totally. And so, which are you going to go? So, with? I'm going with that one, dude. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So, wow. I can't wait for you to watch it again. I think you're going to love it. I think the nation's going to love it. Okay. I love it. Great. The The reason I say it's an Anthony birthday pick is because it's like, so what is your life? What yep. is life? <laughs> are you going to be brave uh-huh. and take a chance, take a risk, or are you just going to stay safe, play it safe? For sure. Oh, the score is so good. I mean, we, we even u- so we even good. used part of the soundtrack in a whole season of Gomers, remember? Yep, totally. The uh, cinematography, 
Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. The cinematography is incredible. Mm. I remember that. Okay. I can't wait to watch it yeah. again. That's not that's cool. not on a kind of a rewatching list of mine. So I'm looking forward right. to watching that kind of movie. I mean, I can cool. tell you Fugitive beat by beat, honestly. Right. Right. I, I can tell you their tones of voice. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Any other ones, dude? I, the chocolate sprinkles, man. Yeah, chocolate so sprinkles is so great. Um, okay, so oh, wait, I can't wait to watch Walter about, Mitty again. Wait, we didn't even talk about when he's like, shut up. Which like, part when he says shut up? Like he kills the other fugitive, which also that's kind of a little plot hole. They yeah. don't like they just go after this one and then they do go for the other one. But he kills the dude. Yeah. And, and this, his girlfriend is like freaking out, obviously. I, yep. I hear. I, I know what you mean. He goes, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and she does. I mean, when Tommy Lee Jones tell you to, tells you to shut up. I wonder, like, yeah, what, like, I love hearing what people, like, actors, what people ask them to say to them, like, like, uh, the Kirby enthusiasm lady. She just, people love it when she just cusses them out. Right, yeah, Susie, for sure. Yeah, I wonder what they tell Tommy Lee to say when they see him. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Probably Peter Pan. Hey, Tommy. Can you say, <laughs> I don't I'm care. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey, dude, it's so nice to meet you. I don't care. Um, I guarantee if you saw Tommy Lee Jones on the street and asked him to say something, he would not do it. I think in this movie, we have our grumpiest of actors. Yes. Yes. Right. You can't. You can't there get you any grumpier than these two boys <laughs> going at it. I kind of wish they had punched each other. Yeah. <laughs> we got one who I, I think like eventually was just like I hate acting. Tommy Lee Jones like uh-huh. don't ask me to do another Ben and Black. I hate acting. Right. And Harrison Ford who's like I'll do it, but don't don't make me take a shower. <laughs> I'll do it, but I'll hate it. Uh, Tommy Lee, he was in uh, Ad Astra recently. Oh, he was? I have not seen it. Is it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. I was hoping for, like, The Martian or something. Right. Yep, that fall space movie that we love. Yep, wasn't. Okay. It's okay. All right. Well, uh, we love you, Tommy. We love you, Harrison. Grumpy or no. Come on the podcast anytime. (laughs) <laughs> open door policy for those two grumps <laughs> all right dude Step great up in. yep super fun um have a great time watching walter Mitty. thanks man you too and happy viewing when my world says